Well, she couldn't understand why she couldn't get any calls, but she uh, had the mute switch on, and, um, you know, it's not going to work. Oh, oh my gosh, are we live? Sorry. And now, join Chet and Gary with Apple on Point. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Senior Angle with Chet and Gary. Good morning, Chet. Good morning, Gary. This is going to be podcast number two, and today we're going to cover software updates. So let's just jump right in, Chet. Um, hey. my, my phone is working fine. Why should I update the software? Well, one of the biggest problems with uh, software-driven devices is that there are problems or bugs that are created in the software as it's being developed. And the software updates that are issued by companies fix bugs. They also add new services. They fix problems that are in there. One of the biggest things they try to fix are security issues. So if there are any things where people have figured out how to get around security codes and so forth, those kind of fixes are part of the software updates. So the biggest thing you're looking for is bug fixes and security fixes in your updates. Those are critical that we apply those. Okay, that's great. Great information. But how do I tell if I have a software update? Well, on the iPhones and iPads, uh, you need to look at the software update information and settings. And you do that by going into the settings app. And then you're going to look for general in the settings app and select the general category. And then the second line down is software update. If you tap the software update button, it will check and see if there is an update pending for your device. Now, if you are on a Mac OS device, a MacBook or an iMac, you're going to pull down the Apple menu that's on the left-hand end of the menu bar and you're going to select about this application, or about this Mac, I'm sorry, and then on there you will find a button that says software update. You click that, and it will check and see if there's an update for your Mac device. Okay, so now I'm ready to dive in. I want to do my software update. Should I wait and see if there's any other users out there that are reporting any problems? That's an excellent question, and that's kind of a a personal um, thing with your comfort level. Uh, I like to do updates right away, but then I've also got the technical ability to deal with problems if a problem shows up. Uh, So if you're uncomfortable with the idea of doing software updates, you can wait a couple of weeks, and I would suggest you wait at least two weeks if if you're uncomfortable to see if any problems show up. The bigger question, though, is how would you know that a problem showed up? Where do you get that information from? Uh, And you very often will see articles in the news about it. Sometimes you can go on YouTube and do a a check on YouTube to see if anybody is uh, putting videos out about problems with the software updates. Now, Apple as a company does an excellent job of putting out a software that has very minimal problems or updates required in them. Um, You might also find a situation where there's a problem with a feature that you're not using, in which case there's no reason to delay doing an update if you're not using that feature. It's not going to affect you if there is a problem. Uh, Apple also tries very quickly to get updates out to fix any problems that show up. So again, it, it comes down to a personal 
personal choice. Also, look at the update itself and see what the update is about. If the update is dealing with a security fix or the update is dealing with a bug fix, go ahead and apply those immediately because the security fix or the bug fix uh, are going to correct problems that you're having. Yeah, in fact, they may be problems you're unaware of, but they will correct problems. So do those immediately. Ones that are feature changes, you can, can wait on those. Yeah, I had a uh, an experience myself where I had Photoshop installed, and one of the updates would not support a 32-bit, so I lost my Photoshop. So be careful and look into what uh, the software updates actually support. And on that same uh, vein, how do I tell if my device will support the update? Actually, with Apple, that's really easy because if you go in and do the check for software update on uh, an iPhone or an iPad, uh, go into settings, general software update. If it lists the software update, then your device is acceptable and can apply that. On a Mac OS device, go into the About This device uh, under the Apple menu, and if it shows the software update, then your device can accept that software update. Okay, so I've uh, got my devices set for automatic update. But what happens when that's not working? What, what do you do then? One of the things that you run into is that the, there are different types of updates available. One is the operating system being updated, and the other one is applications being updated. Application updates come in through the App Store, as opposed to the main operating system of the machine. Automatic updates are working very nicely for things through the App Store. Usually you don't have to worry about those at all, but you do need to set the App Store options in your settings to do automatic updates. In the operating system, you can set it to do automatic updates, but I have personally found that very rarely does it actually do the update to the operating system automatically. So if you go in and you go to Settings, General, and you click on that software update, it will tell you if there's a pending update. Just go ahead and do it, and maybe at some point in the future, the operating system updates will become fully automatic. Well, what are the numbers that follow um, like a period or a dot in a software update, such as 15.2? Now, the way that software updates are indicated or software versioning works, there are actually three numbers separated by periods. The first number, in the case of the current operating system release for iOS devices, for iPads and iPhones, is 15. That number changes about once a year. And that indicates that a very major serious change has occurred to the feature set. Usually the user interface is updated, so it will look different if that top number changes. Then there's a period and a second number. The second number says that there are minor changes and updates occurring within that software. Uh, usually that's turning on a feature that wasn't turned on in the original release. It's maybe an update to the user interface, but very rarely is there a user interface update if the second number changes. So 15.1 says that there has been one update to version 15, and it's a minor update. And then there's a third one that can show up there. Um, so you might see 15.1.1, and that third dot one says this is a bug fix, security fix. You will not see anything different 
after you apply that, but it's applying things that are internal that need to be updated. So you can kind of tell by looking at that number the degree of change that you will see. The highest number, the, the, the leftmost number says that's big and major. The middle one says that's a, a minor feature change. And the third one, that's just bug fixes or security updates. Okay. So I've updated my software on my iPhone, but my iPad says I have an update. How do I fix that? Well, you have to go into your iPad and go into the settings, general, uh, software update, and do the update. You do the update on each device. And when Apple issues an update, they usually issue it across all of their device line. And if you think about it, Apple has a lot of devices that get updated. You have your Macintosh devices, iMacs, uh, MacBooks, and then you have your iPads, your iPhones, you have HomePods get updates now, Apple Watches get updates, Apple TV gets updates, um, and so forth. So all of the different Apple devices, and usually Apple issues updates for all of them when an update comes out, especially a major change, you will have to go into every device in order to make the changes. Okay, so I've updated everything. I've kind of looked around, and it, it just doesn't suit me. So can I go back? to the old operating system? As a general rule of thumb, no. You're pretty well stuck with the update after you made the update. Uh, too many things change for you to go back. If you were real techie and you want to play around, you might be able to wipe the device clean, reinstall the previous firmware, and go back that way. But this is not something that you should be able to uh, or expect that you're going to do. It also really isn't something that you want to do. The, uh, the fact that things changed on you, it takes a little while sometimes to get used to them, but usually they work better after that. And one of the problems you run into is if you try to roll back to a previous operating system, you may find that compatibility issues occur with other things that are in your Apple world. Uh, in other words, if I didn't like the um, version that showed up on my iPhone and I also have an Apple Watch, I can't roll back the iPhone release without also rolling back the Apple Watch. So there, there's a lot of issues involved with that, and the, the better posture is to simply say, okay, I'm, I'm going to uh, practice and learn the new system. Yeah, I know myself, I like to stay real current uh, with the operating systems, and sometimes I even like to get ahead of it and uh, understand that there's a, a beta tester program and just explain a little bit what that beta program is and if it's a good option. Okay, well, when software is developed, and uh, it's interesting to think about this whole idea of software development, human beings are, are sitting there writing the software. And uh, the operating system, the, the Mac operating system, has something like 60 million lines of code in it. Well, when you make a change, you need to make sure that you don't introduce problems or do something wrong. And it goes through several levels of testing. Beta testing is the final level of testing before release. That says that Apple feels that they have a product that is ready for release and they want to make sure there aren't any problems in it. But it hasn't yet been released. So if you are interested in uh, participating in a beta test environment, you must realize that you are playing with software that is not released, it's not fully functional, and may have extra code in it to diagnose problems, it may not have all the features working fully. 
you can join the, the beta test program. If Apple, Apple makes it public, you go to their website, you can fill in a request that says, I'd like to participate, and then you can get access to it. Or you can buy a developer license from Apple and have access to it that way. But please understand that if you're using beta test software, you do not want to put that onto your daily use machine. If you put it on an iPhone, there's a very good chance the iPhone won't work. And if that's the case, you've just lost your use of your iPhone, so you don't want to do that. Uh, basically, if you're not a software developer and not willing to participate in the issues of finding problems and fixing those problems, then beta test software is not for you. Well, that's some good information and a, a, a good recommendation because I know that uh, if you use your daily driver as a beta tester, it's not a good option because you might not even have a phone that works at some point. That, that's right. Apple, on top of that, uh, basically says the software agreement that you signed to, to participate says you will not use that software on a production device. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us today. And Chet, thanks for your time. You're welcome. And we'll be seeing you again soon with podcast number three.